We are 30 hours away from entering a new era in Bitcoin, an era where the institutions will come in and buy the bags from retail. But these 36 hours or 30 hours that we have left are going to be volatile. And you can see that the volatility has already started. We had a week down to 45,487. And the next 30 hours are going to be extremely, extremely volatile. We can see that the lawyers are right now dotting the I's and crossing the T's. It's pretty, pretty, pretty much a done deal. And when this deal gets done, this chart is the one chart that is showing us that when this happens, if we can break through this line over here, we are going into a new era in Bitcoin. And when we do, we're going to go much higher than we've ever gone before because we are institutionalizing the asset. Today, we're going to talk about what this new era looks like, how high Bitcoin is going to go, how quickly it's going to get there, how much money is going to flow into the ETF. And then we're going to talk about the chains that we're going to move to after the Bitcoin trade, where we are going to beat the institutions again. And after that, I'm going to show you three tokens that you need to buy again and again and again, especially if you want to be a millionaire from crypto in 2024. It's the same three tokens. You buy them over and over and over and over again. And when you do, you're almost guaranteed to be a crypto millionaire in 2024. Sounds like a good deal. Well, let's get the show on the road then. You know, on the one hand, like, I almost feel like a little bit of sadness today. Why, why do I say a little bit of sadness? We've got 30 hours to go before the beginning of a completely, completely, completely new era for Bitcoin and for crypto. And there's been a lot of us that were here for what we can call the old era for Bitcoin and crypto, which was like the retail era, the, the, the era where we could buy Bitcoin, but the institutions couldn't buy Bitcoin. And all we were trying to do for this whole period is make this, this, this uh, asset institutional friendly so they can come in and buy our bags and after i don't know 10 12 depending how many years people have actually been working on this we're finally 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 at a point where we're 30 hours away from a complete crossing of the chasm for bitcoin from being a retail asset where institutions couldn't invest to becoming an institutional asset and there's good and there's bad when that happens i mean the good is we're going to start getting billions and trillions and trillions of dollars. And we're going to talk about how much money is going to flow into the ETF and how quickly. That's the good thing. On the other hand, our beloved Bitcoin that has given us these outsized returns, much bigger returns than any type of institutional asset is now kind of like being handed over to the institutions. And what that will come with is the reality that we'll start moving Bitcoin's price will start moving more with the institutional cycle and less with the retail crypto cycle. The good news is that once we're finished with this Bitcoin trade, we're going to move on to the next trade and the next trade and the next trade. And we're going to beat the institutions to every single one of those trades because the law just can't catch up with the, the speed at which we are moving and that the blockchain ecosystem is moving. So that is what today is about. We're going to talk about what happens after the ETF trade? We're going to talk about beating the institutions. We're going to talk about which layer one system, uh, platforms to invest in. And I'm going to show you the three coins that you need to invest in again and again and again. And if you do, you're almost guaranteed to be a millionaire from crypto in 2024. So listen, 
If you're not already subscribed to the channel, you know what to do. Let's see how our subscribers are doing. I know that yesterday we crossed over 700,000 subscribers. Let's quickly see how we are doing here today. Um, oh man, can we even get that? Okay, so we'll, we, we will look at that. We'll look at, we will look at, here it is, here it is. It's coming here. Statistics. I want to see you guys subscribing. I want to see everybody actually subscribing to the channel. So let's quickly just call up our subscribers. Okay, here we are. We're seeing the live count. Okay, we've got, we got about a thousand new subscribers. Remember, we are going to try and get a million subscribers before the end of the year. We want to get a million subscribers in 2024. Right now, we've got 701,000 subscribers. If you're not already a subscriber, subscribe to the channel. Join the most profitable community in the world. That's what we do here every day. We bring you crypto love and crypto wisdom because we want to make you guys the most profitable community in the world. All you need to do is subscribe to the channel and what you need to do is like this content because how it works on this channel for those people who don't know, the more you like, the more excited I get, the more excited I get, the more my heart races, the more my heart races, the more alpha I give you, the more alpha I give you, the more money you make. And ultimately, we're all going to retire in the next 500 days. Pretty much as simple as that. That's what the, this is all about. Um, all right, let's talk about where we're at. As I said, Crazy, crazy, crazy day. We're giving away our baby. We're giving Bitcoin to the institutions later on. And what the charts are showing us is that two things. The first thing is that when we do hand over Bitcoin to the institutions, we're going to break through this trend line in all probability. And when we do, we're going into completely the next era of Bitcoin. And what you can expect is you can definitely expect a higher high to get into these charts. You can kind of say, look, if that was the previous high and that was the, the next high, the next one's going to be much higher. So you can, you can expect Bitcoin to go into the 100, maybe even $200,000. That's on the, on the positive side. Um, on the negative side, we are becoming an institutionalized asset. And because we're becoming an institutionalized asset, well, we're going to start moving with the money flows that the institutional assets have. So when they go risk on, they're going to put more money into Bitcoin. And when they go risk off, they're going to take money out of Bitcoin. And that's just how Bitcoin is going to start trading. Very, very, very much like an institutional-based asset. While we are waiting for the, the ETF to be approved, and as I said, there's about 30 hours left, we are getting a lot of volatility. So I want to show you, this is the hourly. You can see that there was one week down to 45,460 uh, a bit earlier. You can see that a lot of the charts actually wicked down quite a bit. Look at ETH, look at Solana, look at Celestia. There was this wick down, and then all of a sudden, we kind of back to where we were before this wick down. And I'm expecting this to happen for the next 30 hours. If you are trading the next 30 hours, be very, very careful, because both longs and shorts are going to get liquidated with this ETF approval. My feeling is that if you're going to trade this ETF then make sure that with, with leverage, make sure that you have margin in your accounts because this could become a wild, wild, wild ride. I guarantee you that both long and shorts are going to be approved. The approval will happen in the next 30 hours because the SEC only really have about 30 hours to, 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 to make this approval or to deny it. But I mean, I, I think at this stage, there's not very, much, uh, not, not very much of a possibility that they will deny it. I think that what you guys should be doing, go to Banter Bubbles, Go on to, you see, you can click here on the tabs on top. You can click onto the hourly. So go onto the hourly and then start watching the newsroom over here because this is where all the, um, the news as it breaks uh, will start coming through. Um, Josh, I'll be fixing the, the, the picture quality here. Okay, so what, go on to the hour and start watching the live news feed from our researchers and you'll see as the news happens exactly how the bubbles uh, are going to start moving. 
Every time that we get some kind of movement in the news, the prices will move. Yesterday, we were going up to $50,000. We were well on the way to $50,000. And then what the SEC did was they, they, they said that they, they, wanted, they issued additional comments on the applicants' S1s. And some people saw that as a, a delay signal, and that stopped our run yesterday. And that may actually happen again. James Seyfart says that this is not really a delay signal, but what he thinks that's happening is they're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And that's the same thing that, that Grayscale's lawyers were saying. We're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's for the what you can say is the inevitable approval of the Bitcoin ETF, which is actually coming up now. So whatever happens, we know that the next 24 to 36 hours are going to be volatile. People are going to get nervous. A lot of people in the SEC are also getting nervous because they see this clown standing outside. I mean, he actually went and did it. He's, he's standing outside the SEC, or he says he's standing outside the SEC, like he stood outside SBF's house. I mean, can you imagine that the first images that the, SEC, that the media are going to get of the SEC are of this clown standing outside the SEC petitioning or, or, or parading for the Bitcoin ETF to get approved. I mean, th this is what we've come to. This is what, unfortunately, uh, uh, cr uh, cryptos actually come from. So let me tell you what I'm going to be doing and how I'm, actually going to, uh, how I'm actually going to be trading this. I'm expecting volatility. When the ETF gets approved, I'm expecting a big wick up. I think there's going to be a lot of money going in very, very, very quickly with the excitement of the ETF. I think that will go way over $50,000. That is the point where I intend to close my leverage longs on Bitcoin. Because then we're going to move on to the next trade. So I've got a leverage long in this account, as you can see, of 11 Bitcoin. This is a very small position. Uh, my entry price was 27,000. That's not 46,000. And I'm $200,000 in profit and I've paid $30,000 in funding on that position. When we wake up to 50,000 or somewhere near 50,000, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take profit on this position and I'm going to put that money into spot Bitcoin. So then I'm going to go and buy two or $300,000 worth of spot Bitcoin and just put that into my spot Bitcoin portfolio. I did the same thing on my Solana trade. So I had a Solana trade where I bought at $13. You guys know that, that Solana trade really well. Uh, I cashed it out like $100. And why? Because I took the profits that I've made and I put them into spot Solana. So now I've got like a whole bag of spot Solana, which I forget. I take the money out of my leverage account. My leverage account is like my gambling account. And the profits that I make, I put into long-term positions. And that's exactly what I'm going to show you guys how to do a bit later. And I'm going to show you how to do it again and again and again on three tokens where you're going to make life-changing money. You're going to make life-changing money in 2024. So that's how I'm trading it. Um, I'm zooming out. I'm not really worried about the ETF trade itself. I'm worried about the post-ETF trade. And you can see that the market is pretty much aligned with me on the post-ETF trade. What I mean by the market's it pretty much aligned with me on the post-ETF trade. Well, for one, the institutional investors, the CME futures, have seen a spike in open interest. In other words, the institutions are going all in on the ETF trade. Yesterday, we had the biggest market cap increase day that Bitcoin's seen since 2021. We had a 60 billion dollar increase in market cap since 2021. It was a beautiful green candle. We've got like a $3,000 green candle in Bitcoin that we haven't had in, in a long, long, long time in anticipation of the ETF. GBTC traded close to half a billion dollars and the GBTC discount is now closing. It's at 6.82%. So that trade is coming to an end. That's been an amazing trade for us. We bought it over here at the bottom at minus 45%. We made huge, huge, huge money on the GBTC trade. That trade is now coming to, to an end. 
Um, you saw that the Bitcoin open interest hit 20 billion notional value. Very, very, very high. Something interesting that's happening to show you what's happening in the next era of Bitcoin is look at the CME futures. The CME futures are now 40% higher than the Binance futures. Um, than the Binance futures. Now, what this shows us is that we're moving into the new era. And in this new era, the, the crypto retail and the crypto funds and this whole crypto ecosystem that we've been talking about has to move out of the way and make space for the institutions. And what you can see is that like the CME now, where the institutions are trading all their futures, that's where the most open interest is on Bitcoin. And the leverage has kind of been flashed out everywhere else. We're becoming the small fish now. They're becoming the big fish. And they're becoming the big fish in our, in our pond. But only in our one pond. Only in our Bitcoin pond. They can't swim in our Ethereum pond. They can't swim in the Solana pond. They can't swim in the Celestia pond. They can't swim in, 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 in any of those ponds yet. We have to prepare for the days that they do come and swim in those ponds. And we will, we will uh, show you guys how to prepare. Um, this trade, what we saw is that since Bit, uh, BlackRock filed for their ETF, we got a $600 billion in crypto market, uh, uh, um, ma uh, market cap increase since, we, since BlackRock filed um, this, which is, which is what it shows you is, is, is that there's a playbook. The playbook is that they're going to apply for the ETF then the crypto markets are going to get really bullish about institutional investors and their sales team and their books having access to crypto assets. And that's just going to keep driving crypto assets up and up and up. And so I do believe that we are entering or we are in this disbelief phase because many people are calling this market down. They're saying, look, we have to have a correction, us included. And we just can't believe, we, we can't wrap our heads around, we can't fathom the amount of money that is about to come into this industry. We have fought for so long to get 1 billion and 2 billion. And we celebrate every time that Tether Prince, I mean, I saw in the newsroom here, people were celebrating um, where Tether was putting in 1 billion and 2 billion. Here we go, a billion dollars. When the institutions come in, 1 billion is going to be a sneeze. It's going to be nothing. It's going to be like, like crazy, crazy, crazy. So I think that we're in the disbelief phase not only about where we are in the market, but also about how high this market can actually go in this new era that we're about to enter. We can't even fathom it because we've been here for so long and we've been playing in the same, on the same table for so long, on the $10 table for so long, that we can't even fathom what the $1,000 table looks like on the blackjack, in the blackjack section. As Raul Paul says, and I think I, I love this tweet, he says, look, you're still able to front run all the flows over the next 24 months um, and all you do is worry about what's priced in today and if it will correct sharply after the ETF. Don't mid-curve it. Play the long game. Zoom out. Don't worry about what happens in the next three to four days. Look at the next 24 months and look at what's going to happen when the institutions, the 11 most powerful asset managers in the world or amongst them the most powerful asset managers in the world, all compete to be the best launch ETF and the ETF with the most AUM, the quickest. That is what we're about to get to. And the, the, the entire market has landed up so beautifully for us in this time. Why do I say the entire market has, has landed so beautifully for us in this time when the ETF actually goes live? Because a lot of it is, is coincidental. So the first thing that, that, that we have is we have the funding, the, the, the leverage, on altcoins being flushed out of the system. Remember, this was worrying me. 
the market was too frothy. Most of that leverage is, is flushed out. Could we see another little flush? Yeah, maybe I'd like to be a little bit more comfortable around here, but, but I'll take this. This is, this is good enough for me to start buying. The funding rates have gone green again, which means that people aren't borrowing too much leverage. So this is a good thing for us. You've got the Bitcoin making the golden cross on the weekly for the first time in a long time. Now, is this the first time ever? For the first time in its history, we've got a golden cross on the weekly for Bitcoin. So everything's lining up for us. Then, as Raul Paul says, we're in the beginning of, we're in the, we're only just starting the global liquidity cycle and it's already produced a 50% gain in the NASDAQ and 150% gain in Bitcoin. And you can see that if you look at where we are in the global liquidity cycle, we're just starting the global liquidity cycle. So all the chips are lining up. We had Gary Gensler. Gary Gensler published a thread about investing in crypto assets yesterday, which is very typical of what they do before they're about to approve uh, uh, a new product. They warn people about the dangers of investing in that industry. So they, they can say, look, you know, we warned everyone, we did our bit. This is, this is exactly uh, what it's all about. What he did here, though, was he was actually advertising the ETFs, right? So he said, look, those investing in crypto assets may not be complying with the applicable law, including federal securities law. He's basically saying, beware if you invest in crypto. And if you are going to invest in crypto, invest in the approved product by the SEC, which by tomorrow will actually be the ETF. We also have the previous head of the SEC, Jake Layton. And this is what he says about the approval, which is imminent. Going to... Is the SEC going to sign off on a Bitcoin ETF, you think? I think approval is inevitable. And, 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 Imminently? Uh, and, I, and I think it, that there's nothing left to decide. I know. And, and I, look, I credit the SEC for where they are. What, what has, what, where are we? We're comfortable with the disclosure. Joe just went through the cost of investing in a Bitcoin ETF. People need to know what the cost of doing it is. They need to know, you know about the underlying Bitcoin market. Is the Bitcoin underlying trading market something that is, what I would say, is robust enough, efficacious enough, where you can rely on it? It, it is much better today than it was five years ago. Five years ago, there was wash sales, there was laddering, there was all sorts of things that you That's when he was president of the, of the SEC. Public, um, because of that risk. And the last thing, I think this is missed, is the technology to actually provide the product. The custodying, um, the create, the redeem. This is, a, this is a big step, not just for Bitcoin, but for finance generally. If you can digitize, tokenize underlying assets and trade that way, that's a potential significant So the infrastructure's here. The products, there's no reason for the products not to be approved. Gary Gensler has issued his warning. We're getting there. And we also have the blessing from, from this guy over here. We have, we have, he's finally given us the blessing for Bitcoin to continue to go up. Listen. Comparison to another stock. We got Riot Platforms and Marathon Digital. Marathon what are we doing with Digital. these? You know, let's stop fooling around. If you want Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin's topping out, by the way. So I'm going to say enough is enough and ka-ching is ka-ching. And that, ladies and gentlemen. He says Bitcoin is topping out. And if he says Bitcoin is topping out, you know what that means. You know exactly, exactly, exactly what that means. Um, so I think that someone said, I said, said total three versus total, meaning total market cap versus the uh, total three, which is the asset says, becoming a firm believer that Bitcoin is on the brink of its main character moment as we speak. You thought you had an old season before. You ain't seen nothing, nephew. The real show comes after the king has a face multi liquidity vacuum period. Giga old season kickoff late Feb March. I think it'll be exactly that. I think that 
with Bitcoin, we break this chart soon. Once we break this chart, we go into like into this rampant bull market and then money starts flowing into the alts and money starts flowing into the next phase and in, in, into all the other trades that we're going to speak about in, in a few seconds. But I want to speak a little bit about the next phase because some people are saying, well, maybe this is a sell the news event. The Bitcoin ETF is going to be approved. Maybe it is a sell the news event. Is, could it be a sell the news event? Well, listen, Kathy Wood yesterday said it's definitely not a sell the news event. She said it's not a sell the news, but but then again, who knows? Maybe it is. I don't think it is. And, and I'll tell you why. I think I subscribe to this school of thought over here where Satoshi Flipper says, says people think the ETFs are some kind of news event. Motherfuckers, it's the start of the largest advised wealth transfer in history. There are over 3,000 licensed financial advisors in the US alone. And now they will get and be able to encourage their clients to diversify and add Bitcoin to diversify their portfolio. And that's exactly what I think. As I said yesterday, we're getting into a position where for the first time in history, the 11 or 11 of the most powerful asset managers in the world are going to put their sales team onto a mission to get their ETF to be the most successful launch. Now, what does the most successful launch means? It means getting the most asset under management the quickest. Who can get the most asset under management the quickest? Because you don't need 11 Bitcoin ETFs. And probably of the 11, a lot of them won't even survive. Those that survive are going to be the ones that get the most AUM the quickest. And you could see that yesterday we started getting the fee wars. So you could see that everybody went down to fees, like 0 0.24, 0 0.25, 0 0.25. You see, they went down with fees. They went much lower than they were comfortable. Why did they go much lower than they were comfortable? They did this because they need to be the one that attracts the most AUM the quickest to not only ensure that they survive, but remember that they're not in this just for the ETF and the fees that they make on the ETF. They're in this because once you have an ETF, you can then create structured products around these ETFs. You can create lending and borrowing products around the ETFs. And that's where they land up making all of their money. But they want to be the biggest ETF issuer so that they can get all of these perks. How do they do that? They put their sales teams on full incentives, full briefs, like the boiler room. Remember, remember the movie, The Boiler Room? This is exactly that. It's the whole boiler room where the, the guy says, okay, it's approved, bang. All of you, now we ain't fucking leaving. One of us throwing midgets around the room. That's exactly what it's going to be. You, I'm sure that if you walk into asset manager's office, specifically, if you walk into BlackRock's office on Thursday, you will definitely, definitely, definitely find a midget. No doubt, no doubt. And you'll know that what, what they're doing with the midgets in there because you've seen, the, it was, the boy, it was uh, not the boiler room, it was um, with... Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street. That's, that's exactly what's happening. The one anomaly which I did see in, in these fee wars, um, if you look, if you are a midget, I, I don't mean to offend you. Like that comes from a movie. I'm not, you know. Um, okay, so the one anomaly here, as you can see that Grayscale kept their fees at 1.5% while everybody else was at 0 0.24, 0 0.25, 0 0.3. Now, we have to think about what, this actually means. Okay, so let's just talk about what this actually means. Remember that Grayscale already have $28 billion worth of Bitcoin under management. And they could either reduce their fees to 0.25, or they could say, look, we have $28 billion. We'll keep our fees at 1.5%. If people want to sell the ETF and buy a new ETF, there are costs to do that. 
And they may just believe, um, they may just believe that it's better to just stay in the Grayscale ETF. It's a gamble on, on, on Grayscale's part. The reason why this worries me a little bit is because up until now, all these Bitcoin in the Grayscale Trust, 619,000 Bitcoin, haven't been available to sell on the market. They've been locked up and you haven't been able to sell them. The problem is that when this becomes an ETF, if people start trading out of the, the ETF, then they'll start selling the Bitcoin. That's, that's what's going to happen. It's 619,000 Bitcoin that haven't been on the market that now are on the market. So if people start running out of Grayscale because their fees are high, then we will get these Bitcoin being sold onto the market and hopefully then the other ETFs will actually, will actually start taking care of these. Be careful because we're entering a new era. We don't know how Bitcoin trades with the institutions. We don't know how they're going to manipulate the asset. We don't know how many, how many Bitcoin are going to go past it. That's why I say, for now, take the long-term trade. Don't take the short-term trade. Just look 24 months forward and say, in the next 24 months, we're going to get billions and billions and maybe even trillions of dollars flowing into this, into this, this asset. Or not trillions in the next 24 months, but you know what I mean. Um, right now, as I said, the competition is, can Bitcoin be the most active or the most seeded ETF ever on a day? I believe that it will. I believe that when we get the inflows, they'll say that Bitcoin had the most inflows we've ever seen on an ETF ever on a single day. Um, and then the next part of the race is how much money will go into the Bitcoin ETF and how quickly. That becomes the next trade, the next part of the race. And we need to start talking about that part of the race. And the reason why it's so important that we start talking about that part of the race is because that is how we're going to be measured after the approval. The first thing was, are we going to get approved or are we not going to get approved? Cool. Now we know we're going to get approved. 99.9% unless BitBoy stands there and messes it up for us. After that, the analysts are going to turn their attention and the price of Bitcoin is going to become a function of how much assets are flowing into Bitcoin and how quickly relative to expectation of the market. So you almost got to think about it like a company that is reporting its financial earnings. And you know that it doesn't really matter what your financial earnings are it matters what your financial earnings are relative to the expectation of the market. And so the next part of our education is to start thinking about what the market is expecting. Because if the market's expecting 2 billion in the first year and we give it 10 billion, the price of Bitcoin skyrockets. If the market is expecting 2 billion in the year and we give it 1 billion, Bitcoin dumps because they say, hold on a second, no one wants this Bitcoin thing. It's all about the expectations in the market right now. Remember that the people that are going to start analyzing Bitcoin now are the same people that are going to analyze stocks and they're going to try and analyze it like a stock and they don't have earnings and Bitcoin doesn't have earnings. And so the only benchmark that they have is how much demand is there for this thing. And so we started making a spreadsheet. We have this document over here, which says CryptoQuant says, we're going to get 155 billion. Bloomberg Intelligence says 100 billion. Galaxy Digital says 80 billion. I think these are five-year time horizons, right? Bitwise says 72 billion. We've started to go, um, Standard Charter says 50 to $100 billion will actually fly, flow into the Bitcoin ETF. Uh, I think they said in the next, in 2024, 50 to $100 billion. Can you imagine if we get 50 to $100 billion of inflows into BTC? That will take us, Beyond the moon. That will take us to, 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 to beyond, way, way, way beyond the moon. 
So we started making a spreadsheet. We got 50 to 100, million, 100 billion dollars from Standard Chartered in 2024. BlackRock are going to seed their ETF with $2 billion maybe as soon as day one. Bitwise, say 72 billion comes in in the next five years. Pantera are going to put $200 million into the Bitwise ETF. Van X says a billion dollars in the first couple of days, 2.4 billion in the first quarter. Um, Valkyrie says 400 million in the first week. Kathy Wood, okay, we, we, we're still populating the spreadsheet for you guys. We will continue to populate the spreadsheet, but that is where we move our attention. We move our attention right now to how much demand there is for the ETF. That is what the next part of it is. The first part of the trade, will it be approved? Won't it be approved? Now when it gets approved, what is, two things happen. One is how quickly can we get money into the Bitcoin ETF? And what is the next trade? That is, is what the market's going to be thinking. So in terms of how quickly we going to, how quickly we're going to get money into the ETF, we'll be covering that now for the next couple of weeks. In terms of what the next trade is, well, now we have a playbook. And the playbook looks something like this. So the playbook says that BlackRock files on the 16th of June, Bitcoin goes up 84%. From the 16th of June, more or less the time of approval. We can say that this is more or less the time of approval. Right now, the, this was done earlier when the Bitcoin price was 46655 Now it's a little bit higher. It's 46760 So we know that there's going to be an 80% move in the market cap of the asset, more or less, and it's going to take a couple of months until approval. So then what happens is we move on to the next trade. And right now, it's probably one of the most hated trades in crypto. That is the ETH trade. I'm not a big fan of the ETH trade. But I have to, I have to um, believe that the next trade has to be the ETH ETF trade because there is an ETH futures ETF. The court would be arbitra arbitrary and capricious if they declined the ETH ETF after they have approved an ETH futures ETF. And therefore, the playbook will play out. And so it makes sense to me that the most hated trade, like remember Solana was the most hated trade, now becomes the most popular trade after this event. So what am I expecting? I'm expecting Bitcoin to, to, to continue to run and to have a wick up, especially on the ETF approval. I'm expecting maybe that to come down in a day, maybe even a week. And then I'm expecting the market to start looking for it, specifically the analysts that say, oh, we missed this Bitcoin trade. We now want to catch the next trade. What's the next trade? It's ETH. And so I do think that we're going to get an ETH season. As, as I said to you for, for, for a long time, we're not going to buy ETH because we're not of the age profile to buy ETH. We're not that generation that buy ETH. That is um, a, a, a different generation. It's Sheldon's friends. It's, it's the people in the nursing home, the old age homes. Those are the people that buy ETH. We are going to buy the ETH ecosystem. We're going to buy like, like a whole lot of the meme coins and the ETH ecosystems because that's the part that's actually going to run. And as I said to you, I started loading up on Arbitrum. You can see... I bought, I've got, it's one of my biggest positions. It's 440000 $581,000 position on Arbitrum. By the way, guys, if you want to trade with leverage, and I'm doing that here, but you've got to be responsible. You can see that to put, to take out a $580,000 position, all I've done is put down $58,000 as leverage. And that is the leverage that I'm using to trade this position. If you want to do that below the show, there is a link to Bybit and a link to BitKit. If you sign up to buy, but there's like $30,000 sign up bonuses, the same thing with BitKit. BitKit, though, do allow for Canadian and for 
uh, UK customers, which I think Bybit doesn't do anymore. So go and sign up. That is how you land up trading with leverage. You can go long, you can go short, you can do whatever you want. Um, and I think, as I said, the next trade is going to be the ETH trade. And again, I'm going to be entering that um, with leverage. And then after that, I'm going to go to the Solana trade. And after that, I'm going to go to the Injective trade. And I'm going to go into the Say trade. And I'm going to keep going down this layer one ladder, but I'm going to do it in a very systematic way. And that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to show you a system that I have for investing, okay? And I said to you guys that I'm going to show you a way where you can invest in three tokens, the same three tokens every single time. And if you do, you'll end up being a millionaire in 2024. So if people ask me, if, if I want to be a millionaire in 2024, which, which tokens should I invest in? Wherever I go, people say to me, well, which tokens um, should I invest in if I want to make money in crypto? And then like, how do you, I mean, there's 20,000 tokens. How do you take the 20,000 tokens and advise them which tokens should they invest in? Because that's what people want to know. I'm, I'm sure that your friends are also saying the same thing to you. They're saying, look, we know you watch Crypto Banter. We know that that's where you get your alpha. We know Crypto Banter is the highest alpha per minute show in the world today, but we didn't watch for the last couple of weeks. Please tell us which tokens should I invest in right now, which are the hot tokens, right? That's what people are asking you. Just admit that that's what's happening. I, I know that's what's happening. So how do you answer that question? What's the framework for investing? How do you land up making life-changing money in crypto without land, without having to do too much work, without, without having to um, invest in a thousand tokens, without having to be a VC. That is what I'm going to show you now. And I tried it and I tested it and I tried it and I tested it and I back tested it and I back tested it. And I think I've got a system which actually works pretty well because what the system does is it eliminates the time that you need to research. It, it gives you a good spread across the risk and it almost gives you guaranteed profits. Almost gives you guaranteed profits because you can't say on YouTube that profits are guaranteed because if you do, then, then we have a problem. Then we have a problem. So how does it work? Well, the first thing is you've got to understand how this market's been working. And to do that, what I did was I called up some of the tokens which moved in the market. I mean, you look at Solana. Solana's had an incredible, incredible run in this market. Solana went from about a year ago from $13 and it's run 700%. You look at Say, Say's had an incredible, incredible, incredible run. Um, we caught a lot of that run. We are 650% in the last couple of weeks. Injective, I don't, even want to, I don't even want to make you guys feel bad about this injective run. So one way that you can invest is you can actually invest in the protocols. The problem is by investing in the protocols, you're not actually getting the maximum return that you can actually get because the projects inside the protocols are, are sometimes getting much better returns than the actual protocols. Problem is that there's a lot of projects inside each protocol. When you look at the ecosystem of each protocol, there's a lot of tokens inside the ecosystem. And if, I mean, let's just quickly go into one, one ecosystem. So we'll go into uh, categories. So we'll go into categories here and we'll click on Solana. Let's just see, on, on, can we click on Solana? Let's quickly search categories and go on to Solana ecosystem. Uh, Solana, Solana ecosystem. So if I click on Solana ecosystem, just look how many tokens come up here. Now, the question is, do you have time to research all of these tokens and to actually find out which ones are going to be good and which ones are going to be bad? You don't. So we need to create a very simple approach to say, look, when we know that the L1 is going to run, how do we make the most amount of money 
with the least amount of effort and a reasonable amount of risk. That's pretty much what we're doing. The most amount of money with the least amount of effort with the, because we don't have huge research teams and whatever else, with a lower risk profile. So how do we do that? I'm going to give you a very, very, very simple format. And if you like it, just smash the like button and get people to agree. If you think that it works, smash the like, pupple, like puppet pupple, button and you, you'll see why I said pupple. Um, so what do you do? Well, I made a spreadsheet because we know we have, we like spreadsheets now. We're not banter, we like spreadsheets. And we started analyzing what the best risk adjusted return on Solana would have been. And if you look at the best risk adjusted return on Solana, you would have bought, and I'm, we're talking about the last 60 days, but you can go a whole lot, a whole long, a whole lot further back. And if you look at the last, if you wanted to make 455% in the last 60 days, how do you do that on Solana? Well, what you do is you buy Solana, Radium, and Bonk. If you want to do the same thing on AVEX, you buy AVEX, Joe, and Cock. If you want to buy, do the same thing on, on, um, on, and just look how good the returns are. If you want to do the same thing on Say, you would have bought Say, you would have made 177% on Say. Then you would have made 2,111% on Sayla, which is the exchange. And then you would have made 26,000% on Sayin. And so what you're seeing here is it, you can take this into the Cosmos ecosystem. You can take this into the Injective ecosystem. You can take it into the Leafem ecosystem. We'll, we'll show you, I'll show you another ecosystem where it actually works. So what is the system? The system is very simple. If you want to make the most returns with the least amount of effort and the, the, the most returns with the least amount of effort um, and, and, and a, a good adjusted part of risk, simple. Invest in the L1 chain, invest in the DEX, and invest in the meme coin. That's it. Three tokens. The L1, the L1, because with all the experiments in the L1, the L1 will definitely explode. The L1 will never explode as much as the DEX. And the reason is because the DEX, you can almost say, is the casino, right? So the DEX is almost like, yeah, call, it, call the DEX the casino. And then you go further down the risk curve and you in, in, in invest in the meme coin. So you can see in Solana, this is a great example. The chain gave you 131% return. The casino, which is the, the, the infrastructure of the casino, gave you 350% return, and the highest risk gave you the, 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 um, uh, the, the meme coin gave you 886%. So then you start allocating your, 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 your capital based on this kind of performance. So you say, okay, you say, um, if you want to go really high risk, allocate more towards the meme coin, uh, more towards the DEX, and less towards the L1. If you want to do it the other way around, more towards the L1, Slightly less into the, 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 the DEX and slightly less into the meme coin. Depends on what your level of risk is. And you can see that this pattern repeats itself every single time. You invest in the L1, you invest in the, the DEX, you invest in the meme. If the meme takes off, it will give you the most uh, return. If the, uh, the, if, the, if the chain takes off the DEX, where people trade all the tokens and everything else, it's almost guaranteed to give you amazing, amazing, amazing returns, etc. So now, first of all, I want to show you a few anomalies and I want to show you how to identify the best meme coin. And then I want to show you a couple of ecosystems where we haven't yet applied this framework. First of all, if you look at Astroport, and I'm going to show you this because Astroport is very, very, very unique. 
Whereas most ecosystems have one DEX in their ecosystem. So like Solana has Radium and Radium is really the, 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 the biggest DEX on Solana. And it's not really a DEX on ETH and it's not a DEX on, on Avalanche and whatever else. And Trader Joe, yes, you can trade other chains on it, but the truth is it's an Avalanche thing. And Sailor is a say uh, 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 DEX. When you look at Astroport, because of the way that Cosmos is designed and Cosmos is this, a bunch of layer ones which are all connected by this bridge called IBC, Astroport is kind of a, 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 a proxy or a bet not only on one Cosmos chain like Injective, but actually across all the chains. So it's optionality across every chain that there is and every chain that they launched. That's why I think that this is a token that you have to have in your portfolio. For that reason alone, I think that, that Astroport is one of the most important tokens that you can have in your portfolio today. If you know that the DEX always performs when the chain performs, and you know that, that, um, that I mean, just read this tweet. Say has a 7 billion fully diluted valuation. Injective has a 4 billion. Neutron has a 1.4 billion. Terra, the, the Terra one has a, a 600 million. Astroport is 250 million, but Astroport is the most used DAP on all of these chains because the, the, um, the DEX is always the most used DAP every time the meme coins launch. So to me, every one of these is important, but the most important DEX that you need to have in your portfolio today is Astroport. And as Jose says, he says, it's only a 250 million fully diluted valuation. This won't last. One of the reasons why this is the case is because it's very, very, very hard to buy Astroport. It does, it's not listed on a lot of the big exchanges. I don't, I don't even know if it is listed on any big exchanges. I think you have to go and you have to buy it. Let's quickly look here. Markets. I mean, it's not listed on any big exchanges. In my mind, you have to have to have Astroport in your portfolio. I think for that thesis and that reason, you have to have Astroport in your portfolio. Now, I'll show you another, another couple of, of ecosystems. So if you look at the fastest recovering layer one ecosystem, it's actually ICP. So this is what the data is telling us, that ICP was the quickest recovery layer one. So what do we do? We invest in ICP, which I've already done. You look for the biggest decks on ICP, which in this case is called ICP swap and doesn't have a token yet, but will have a token soon. And then you start looking for the meme coin. So is the meme coin going to be Dogme or is the meme coin going to be, what, what is this meme coin called? This is like Windows 98. This is what it's called, Windows 98. Okay, so that is how you would invest in, in, in ICP. Next one is um, Elephium, right? So Elephium is a newer layer one blockchain. It's a proof of work blockchain. It works like Bitcoin, but it has smart contracts and it's very, very fast. And unlike Bitcoin, it requires very specific machinery. You can actually mine uh, Elephium using a Raspberry Pi. Like that's how simple it is to mine Elephium. Now here again, what do you do? You look for the biggest DEX on Elephium. I think it's called Ayan. And then you start thinking about what is going to be the, the, um, the meme coin that's actually going to work there. So um, let's look. This DEX has a market cap of $4.61 million. So we're talking about $4 million market cap. If Elephium actually takes off, then of course the DEX is going to explode and then we're going to look for the meme coin. Now, next question is, how do you actually, in fact, so, so that, that's, that's it. I want to just show you, I just want to show you two other things. So one is if you want to get in on, on early layer ones. So we have a new show sponsor. I haven't done the research into their tech. I'll be completely honest. But what they've done is they are launching a blockchain, a layer one blockchain, 
with a very low valuation. I think the valuation is under 10 million when it launches. Uh, you need to get onto the whitelist if you want to get onto it. Now, um, go and have a look at it. It's called Devi. There is a link to the whitelist below, but again, full disclosure. I haven't invested yet because I haven't done all the research. You need to, if you're going to go in there, you, go, you need to go in there and do all, uh, all the research yourself. They claim to do 8 million transactions per second, and they, they claim that they proved it by launching this game called Litcraft. And when they launched Litcraft, they actually demoed that it actually does make do 8 million transactions per second. So go and have a look at it. This, this might be another one of those. Now, if you are the type of person, as I said, I haven't done my research, but if you are the type of person that enjoys doing research, then guys, I need you. I'm looking for two positions in our company. The first position that I'm looking for is I'm looking for a crypto for crypto researchers. These are the people that help me write my shows. These are the people that, 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 that live inside the Banter News Group and do all the research and post all their research over here. These are the people that look for narratives and trades and spend their whole lives on, on Twitter and on Discord and on stuff like that. If you want to join our team, there, are, there is a, a link below, and I'll show you where the link lives. Um, let's quickly, quickly just click here. I'll show you exactly where the link is so that you can actually apply. Uh, it is over... And the sniper's hook. So crypto banter. I'm looking for two roles. One is a crypto researcher role. That is to go out there and and write my shows, look for for narratives, look for tokens. You'll be part of a team of like six or seven or eight researchers, and you'll be working with us. Please go and apply. There's a link over here. Also, you can just scan this QR code and you can get there. The other uh, position which we really need is we're looking for a crypto fund manager, a crypto portfolio manager, a crypto fund manager. Now, what that is is We'll give you a crypto fund with tens of millions of dollars, and we need you to manage that fund. If you, if you have got fund management experience, or you have been in crypto for a long time and you've got money management experience, this may be the role for you. They're both remote roles. You don't have to live here with us. You can live wherever you want in the world. Lastly, before we get on to how to identify the best meme coins, if you guys want to join Sniper School, and I think it's a great before, idea for you to join Sniper School. Sniper School, I was just a regular dude, just a nine to five type guy. I worked construction. I've been in this market. I've, I've lost so much money. So I made a little bit of money and then you never think that it's ever going to stop running, right? Didn't diversify enough, had a lot in Luna. I pulled out $12,500 from my retirement. Today I've got 117,000, 17,290. My trading account that I use for Sniper School, I just put in the $250 and you know, now that's well over three grand so so i joined sniper school uh four hundred dollars into a mexican account i can show you the account right now it's at 130 my life has changed thanks to crypto advancement this class has just been amazing i can't thank you enough if you're in crypto and you follow crypto banter and you don't do crypto school i don't know why you're bothering to even be in crypto i agree it's the only time in in your life that you'll get a free trading school and it's literally free all you have to do is you have to go here to sniper school click this link sign up and you can see that it's free. This course would cost you ten, like $5,000 anywhere else. Um, if, you ha if you were part of Sniper School, just let us know what you think here. Um, there's six days left. So if you're going to do it, as you can see, there's six days left. Go in, put your email. No credit card required, no cost required. It's the most incredible school that you will ever do. I promise you that. And you can drop out at any time. It's absolutely free. But just do it because you can't make money unless you know how to trade. You, just, you simply can't make money unless you know how to trade. Anyway, so we said the framework is... You invest in the L1, you invest in the DEX, the casino, and you invest in the meme coin. But how do you know what's going to be the best meme coin? Well, the answer is very simple. 
look at the founder, find out if the founder's got a dog or a cat, and then find the meme coin that has the same name as the dog or, of the, or the cat of the founder, right? So you can see that it's happened with very, very, very... So Raj from Solana, he's got a dog called Miro, and of course there is a token called Miro. Miro has a market cap of $73 million. So you can see that's one way of doing it. You've got the guy, Kevin, from uh, um, Avalanche. His dog is called uh, Kimbo, and Kimbo has a market cap today of $8.7 million. Brian Armstrong has a cat called Toshi. Toshi is, of course, Brian Armstrong's cat. That has a market cap of $37 million. Then I think he has another cat called Moki, because named after Brian Armstrong's cat and the receiver of a grant from, from Coinbase. Moki has a fully diluted market cap of $8.3 million. So you can see that just look for the founders, dogs and cats. That's all it is. It's, it's so simple. And, and put small bets on the dogs and cats. Why do I say small bets? Because you don't need a big bet because the, the meme coin, look at, look at the type of performance that the meme coins do. Like Croc, 1,568%, uh, 26,000%. The meme coin is the one that, 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 that usually uh, continues to run. Cool. Uh, what else is happening? What else is happening? We'll talk about Solana uh, developers tomorrow. We'll also talk about Tau tomorrow. Tau is actually listing on buy, but again, as I said, if you don't have a trading, if you don't have a leverage trading account in this bull market, you actually have no chance. And if you do want a leverage trading account, again, you go to this video, you go over here, you can go to Bybit, click here, get Bybit. Uh, is there no, but you're not, we're not doing BitKit. Can you put BitKit here as well? For people in the UK, I mean, we don't have BitKit in, in, the, in the exchange. For people in the UK, we've got to do that. We've got to put on. Can we add it, Josh? All righty, fam, I will see you guys again tomorrow. Uh, let's just quickly see, uh, or I'll see you as soon as the ETF gets approved. I promise you, I'll be live as soon as the ETF gets approved. Right now, 46,663. If I'm looking at the newsroom, let's just quickly, quickly, quickly squeeze in the newsroom. Bitwise, lower their fee to 0.2, as you can see. Um, rumors of, oh, let's just see what's going on here. Josh, we've got to fix this, this the scaling of the pictures because I can't really see it very well. All right, we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends. <laughs>